0: You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody! Thanks for tuning in. I'm Anthony Cashman. This is our latest look at the Chicago White Sox. I'm joined by Scott Merck And Merck. Uh, Sox Fest took place since we last spoke. You were there at the Chicago Hilton for all the festivities. Uh, give me some takeaways from your Sox Fest experience.
1: Well, people are, you know, very excited about the rebuild. They're excited about the direction the team is headed. I think they want more, you know, that's kind of the, yeah. the rush you build when you get the seven prospects you got for Chris, Sale and Adam Eaton. And arguably, as we've talked about many times, you know, for, you're giving up something great, so you should get something good in return. And Rick Hahn made that point this weekend, but you know, that they, they embrace the younger players as if they had, you know, played for 10 years and competed for the Cy Young or MVP and pushed this team to a playoff berth. And as Michael Kopech kind of jokingly pointed out, you know, he hasn't even pitched in double a yet. So I think it's all about perspective coming out of this weekend, perspective for the White Sox fans in that, you know, this rebuild is ongoing, so there may be another trade before they go to spring training. There may be another trade before the end of spring training. There may be nothing until the trade deadline. So you have to kind of keep it all intact. And then the same with the prospects. You know, it's it's uh, it pushes you, it drives you, and you see that kind of reaction, but you have to understand that, you know, it's hard to get to the big leagues if you don't go to AA first and get your work done there. So it's kind of, you know, a, a pro. The whole thing is basically a process, and keep things in perspective.
0: It sounds like the reception <laughs> of the prospects was uh, uh, kind of overpowering. I mean, we're in this uh, age of, of you know prospect fantasizing, basically, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's great, but I mean, these guys are, are stars already for the White Sox uh, in some cases before even setting foot out of Double A, let alone Triple
1: A. Yeah, well, I've said this many times, it never has there been. So much, let alone information. So much really good information. I mean, look at you know our company with John Jonathan Mayo and Jim Callis for for starters. So much just excellent in-depth information on prospects where, you know, you feel like, you know, these guys are stars. I mean, you know, people I think are already are saving money to put down down payments for the 2019-2020 playoffs for the White Sox. You know, because these guys are 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 so highly touted. I mean, you know, the top 100 for the White Sox the last. I don't know, six, seven years is kind of a, oh, let's take a quick look before we go out to dinner and see who's number 78 and maybe who's number 95. And this week it was kind of appointment television, appointment, you know, online watching for White Sox fans because they had six in there, including the number two guy. And I believe uh, Giolito was 13, 12 maybe. And then uh, Kopech was one of the bigger risers. I think he was 16. So, you know, six guys in the system, four from trades and two from draft. So it it should be uh it should be interesting, but yeah, I mean fans, uh, as we've talked about before on the podcast and just in general, Anthony. I mean fans are, White Sox fans were tired of the we're contending only if plan, you know, kind of the piecemealing things together, getting a guy who if he has a good year, maybe then we can compete for the second wild card and sneak in, and then let our pitching take over. So I think even if this team, and right now I, I honestly think I don't think it's 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 off base saying this team could win. 73, 74 games. Although, as Rick, point, Rick Hahn pointed out, they weren't a 500 team last year, and you took Sale and Eaton off the team. So, you know, you go from there with that. But I, I think this team is not going to be your typical, at least at this point, complete rebuild 60, 62 win team. But even in that sense, fans are just excited
0: that there's a direction they're following. Well, you mentioned fans saving up for uh, 2019 playoff tickets, the, the free agent class that proceeds. 2019 is, is looking like it's going to be ridiculous in, in, in terms of the, the quality of players available. And I know you talked to Rick Hahn a little bit about the big picture plan and, and the plan to spend when the time is right, and that might be the time.
1: Yeah, he didn't exactly lay out uh, the players they were going after, or if he did, I can't share that yet. No, I'm, no, I'm kidding. He, he, didn't, he didn't lay out, but he did you know very stridently say that they are, they are going to be willing to spend, and they understand that free agency can, can kind of complete that rebuild process, but he made a point of stressing that, you know, they're going to spend when the time is right. So, you know, if that means something comes available at the end of this year, it may not be the right time. It may, you know, even if it's a deal that could make a little bit of sense, it may not be the right time, but that you you need that. I mean, you see that with the Cubs, you know, the Cubs don't win the world series purely on the rebuild. They had John Lester, John Lackey, Jason Hayward, you know, on and on there. And you're seeing that with Houston too. You know, Houston's adding some some important veterans in the mix too. And these are just two examples of teams that are you know that have had success, very great success, going through this rebuild plan. So you know, the Sox will do that, but you know, I, I would not study the free agencies, free agency, the free agent players quite yet. I think it's a little bit of ways off, but it's it's in the picture. That's for sure. It's in the three four year plan for the White Sox. Hey, another uh,
0: big thing that came out of SoxFest, uh it, it seems like Rick Renteria's ceviche. Uh, preparation was a hit. Rick Renteria can cook, apparently. or He
1: claims it's yeah. the two main dishes that he made. He went to uh, Juarez High School, which is in the Pilsen neighborhood of Chicago, on, on last Wednesday to um, to kind of the 25th, I guess it would have been, of January, kind of kick off Sox Fest activities, and he made queso fundido that day. And we talked to one of the girls who was in the culinary program, and she raved about it, said if that's – he didn't think it was his best, and she said if that's not his best, she really wants to taste what his best is because she loved it. And then he had the uh, ceviche against the top chef, uh, chef. I believe his name is Carlos Gayan. And, you know, it was, there was supposed to be a judging there. There was a chef from the Hilton, the chef from the guaranteed rate ballpark and Tyler Saladino noted ceviche expert, Tyler Saladino. And, uh, you know, it was kind of, I, I think it, it, it ended up being a draw. I, and, and even Rick Renteria uh. said when he tasted the other ceviche that, that he lost. But, I think they were both very good. From what from what Tyler did say, that you know he, he kind of mixed a little together, and he said it was the perfect mix. But they were both very good. And you know, Rick. I mean, it just I think it just kind of speaks to Rick's personality. He is the right guy for this team right now. You know, I think they needed a change at that spot, and I think Robin Ventura realized they needed a change at that spot. You know, having left after his contract expired at the end, and not choosing to even you know broach a, co- a comeback for another year or two. Rick's got that energy, and Ricky, Ricky Rentry has that energy that focus, you know, wanting things done the right way, but having fun with it too. And he knows, you know, he knows what's ahead of him. He knows the prospects that are coming, the learning process. He was at the instructional league. He was at the fall league. He went to Dominican to see some of the younger players. He was there at the hitters mini camp for all three days. So he's, you know, kind of got his hands in the mix right away. And, ready to go. And I think, you know, the Sox right now are extremely happy with the them. And of course they knew him, you know, they knew him from the Cubs, yeah. and they knew him as a bench coach for a year before
0: he became manager. Yeah. I don't want to put down Rick Rentry as a uh, ceviche, but I don't think uh, Tyler Saladino is the best, you know, most independent judge in that scenario. When you got the new skipper cooking for you, I think you want to uh, aim to please there. So exactly. Um, there's,
1: there's talk next year of a, a grilled cheese cookout between myself and Rick Rentry That's my specialty pretty much. <laughs>
0: I can imagine. <laughs> um all right mark well we did have some uh transaction news the white Sox agreed with peter borges on a minor league deal uh an invite to, to big league camp what is uh you know what pushed them to show interest in borges and what are his chances of at least platooning in center field well i think not to play it out but as you know we've talked about you have
1: you can't speed ahead to 2019 you got to field rosters in 17 and 18 and you know, Charlie Tilson, I think, is their guy right now they're looking at in center field. But, you know, everyone knows that he was one of the many uh, first-year guys last year who, in one of their first, you know, I guess it was their first game, pretty much, who suffered season-ending injuries. He, you know, he got a hit in his first at bat against, at a game in Detroit. And then a couple innings later, chasing a Miguel Cabrera fly ball down in right field, blew his hamstring out. And so he, you know, he made the hitters' minicamp camp at full, you know, without restriction, I should say, not at full strength, without restriction. And he told me that was one of his goals. And he's still got some running benchmarks to hit as he continues to rehab. You know, it's a longer spring training because of the World Baseball Classic, so he has a chance. But Peter Borges, you know, gives you a veteran out there, a good defensive center fielder, a guy who can run a little bit, and maybe, you know, a platoon type of situation with Charlie Tilson, or could even be the guy if Charlie Tilson needs a little more time to get absolutely ready. So. Yeah, I don't think Peter Borges, at least right now, is a guy who's a long-term situation for them, but certainly a guy who can help
0: them now and a nice pickup for the White Sox. So all his rate stats pretty much ended up about where you'd expect him to be, but he did have one really hot stretch uh, where he thought he might be a big uh, trade candidate last summer. Didn't quite pan out that way, but uh, we'll see what Borges has to offer in camp in 2017. Uh, interested also, Merck and Matt Davidson, who currently projects to be uh, to get a lot of a bat to, at the DH spot at the very least on this club. I know you had a chance to catch up with him, uh, and it sounds like his injury adversity last year maybe was a blessing in disguise because it's led to some changes with his swing. Yeah, you know, I talked to him a couple times this offseason, saw him back at the,
1: when he was working out and rehabbing during instructional league time. And, you know, he kind of rebuilt his swing, not this past season, but the one before that, had a great spring training, hit over 400 with five homers and nine RBIs, which is, you know, a significant total in the short short amount of bats you have out there, even if it isn't, you know, the Arizona air there and then went to Charlotte and had a horrible first month, and he admitted started to get some of those same thoughts that plagued him kind of the first two years that he struggled in Charlotte, then trusted his work, snapped out of it, not really snapped out of it, battled back, had two good months, got called up, played one game like Tilson, got hurt in that game, and from that point on, you know, just kind of did some work on his swing, some tinkering with his swing while he was rehabbing and enjoying his, uh, his second son was born right around that time, too, so enjoying his family time, he did some rehabbing, and, he, it was more about getting the barrel through the zone and feeling like pulling more, more pitches that he wasn't. He does have good power to right center and right field, but he felt like there were some balls that he hit that were ended up being like fly outs to left. I'm sorry, to center or left center that he could have pulled for home runs to left field. And you could see it. You know, I mean, I think I mentioned this on the last or one of the last podcasts that just looking for, you know, from my viewpoint, I thought he looked great in that hitters. Minicamp. Now again, it's, it's BP. So who knows what that leads to, but it just seemed like a different swing at different presence up there. And I think if he gets the, you know, wherever it is, whether it's third base, first base DH, I think they're going to have some movable pieces on this team next year. If he gets 350 plate appearances, this might be a twenty twenty two home run guy. And remember he's, he's just going to be 26 this year. And there's so much focus on the guys who are 20 and 21, 26 isn't exactly over the Hill. It's not like, you know, he's too old. We got to trade him. You know, he can't be part of the rebuild. So this could be an important component to the team and the president also moving forward.
0: All right, that's the latest word from Mr. Scott Merkin. We want to thank him for joining us. Thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extra, Chicago White Sox edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices watch at home in the office or on the go every night on every device blackout and other restrictions apply visit mlb.tv for details